As I mentioned in the welcome, this is an interesting little chunk of scripture. And as uh, Al pointed out for that, as we transitioned there, right between verse 34 and 53, we're missing a chunk of scripture. It's actually the feeding of 5,000 in Mark's version. But we don't hear it today because for the next four weeks, the whole month of August, we will be hearing the bread of life narrative from the Gospel of John. So I guess those who developed our lectionary readings did not want five consecutive weeks of bread. As odd as it may seem, I do think it's interesting though, when just reading these short little verses, we really get to hear the dire need of the people of Jesus' time. So much of his ministry is about crowds pressing upon him and tracking Jesus down. In fact, even early on in his ministry, there is no place for Jesus to go without a crowd following him. And so in light of the sermon title today, Are You Chasing Jesus Around the Lake?, I wonder for each of us, do you search for Jesus in your life? What is your deepest need right now? What is your deepest need? I think they're interesting questions in our pocket of life because I can probably say with confidence for many of us, We don't think about having enough food each day. We hardly need to ration resources just to make it. Often we are not crying ourselves to sleep because the ache of a loss or a huge need in our lives. And it is because we tend to be self-sufficient and self-directed and self-focused, not relying on God to pave our daily existence. And in doing so, we don't share or even name or possibly, we don't even think, what is my deepest need? I wonder if there's something about being a follower of Jesus that's about being able to come to God with our deepest need. I don't think we go there because to name our deepest need, we become vulnerable. We name what is missing in our lives We acknowledge then those things that we do not and cannot control. Naming our need in a way exposes our weakness. But did you hear how Jesus responds to all this attention, all the crowds pressing upon him with no space to be alone? Mark writes, And he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus began to teach them many things. I wonder if there's something about being a follower of Jesus 
that's about showing compassion. Our human needs and compassion seem to be linked in this story. This week, I had an opportunity to talk with uh, Joe Kotz's sister. Joe Kotz is our director of marketing here at Mount Olivet. And in our staff meetings, we've been praying for Joe's sister. Her name is Amanda and her husband, Rodney, as they have now become foster parents to four children over this summer. They have three biological children, and they wanted to continue to grow their family. But Amanda's last pregnancy was very difficult, and so they knew having more kids on their own was not certain. But they still had a need that wouldn't go away, wanting to be parents to more kids, but not having that come in a way that they had expected. So Amanda was forthright and said, not knowing quite what to do, they decided to pray about it. They came to Jesus with their need. And somehow, foster parenting and adoption became a possibility. Amanda shared with me that they pushed back at that idea for a time, but eventually said yes to welcoming two sets of siblings into their home. So now Amanda and Rodney have a house of seven kids. Amanda clearly says, this is nuts. Their lives have, have changed immensely, and there's no clear plan yet how this will all come out. They're stretched to the max, and so I asked her, why did you decide to do this? And she simply said that through their need, they found this compassion for children who are left alone without a family. And from their need has come this compassion to share the gifts that they have. And she said, the gifts that we have are love, security, and adaptability. Now, it was really cool. I listened to a TED Talk by Krista Tippett this week, one that she presented on compassion. And in this talk, Krista Tippett spoke of Dr. Rachel Naomi Raymond. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Raymond, but she's one of the best-known early pioneers of holistic and integrative medicine. And as a medical educator, therapist, and teachers, she has enabled many physicians to practice medicine from the heart and also for patients to remember the power that they have to heal. Her groundbreaking curriculum, The Healer's Art, is now taught in 90 of American medical schools and medical schools in seven other countries abroad. Now, I want to read a little excerpt from Krista's talk as she talks about Dr. Raymond. She shares a story that Dr. Raymond's grandfather told her so many years ago that in the beginning of creation, something happened, and the original light of the universe was shattered into countless pieces. 
It lodged as shards inside every aspect of the creation. And that the highest human calling is to look for this light, to point at it when we see it, to gather it up, and in doing so, to repair the world. Now, Krista says this might sound like a fanciful tale, but Rachel Naomi Remen says it's an important and empowering story for our time because this story insists that each and every one of us, frail and flawed as we may be, inadequate as we may feel, has exactly what's needed to help repair the part of the world that we can see and touch. Our culture is obsessed with perfection and with hiding our problems, Tippett says. But what a liberating thing to realize that our problems, in fact, are probably our richest sources for rising to this ultimate virtue of compassion, towards bringing compassion towards the suffering and joys of others. Rachel Naomi Remen is a better doctor because of her lifelong struggle with Crohn's disease. Joe's sister and brother-in-law are better parents because their sense of family has been transformed. I'm wondering if the need of your heart is the way to your calling to share that as an expression of compassion to a world that so needs it. What we hear from these little chunks of scripture today in Mark is to be human is to have great need. And from those needs come a calling, a purpose, a place to be compassionate in the world, a way to be God's presence in the midst of what happens each and every day. I have to read it again. We're called to search for this light, to point at it when we see it, to gather it up, and so doing so, repair the world each in our own little way. The crowds are swarming Jesus because their needs are so great. They are longing to be seen to be healed and forgiven, and to be brought back into community. With just a few exceptions, we don't hear of very many comfortable, need-lacking people who approach Jesus in the gospel narratives. So why then do we hide our deepest needs? Why is a comfortable, self-oriented life deemed by the world as a good life worth living? I really hope at Mount Olivet that we are not a community of comfort, a community of people who can't name their need. We're not meant and called to be here, to put on a good front. The church is only meant for Sunday best. I hope that we are a community of people who are called to chase Jesus around the lake, never trusting in our own work or merits, but simply trusting in the grace of God who comes down to show compassion in our deepest need and then calls us to experience how that need can be transformed 
into compassion for the world, each in our own little way. I invite you this week, and I hopefully longer than that, to look for the light, to point at it when you see it, to gather it up, and in doing so, repair the world in a way that you are called to do. Now, we don't do this much in church, but I'm going to invite you now into a time of just quiet thought, prayer maybe, to take time to think about that deep need that you have in your life right now and to trust that Jesus shows up there with compassion but also enter in with trust that God may be calling you in that place of need at some point to take your experience and what you've been through and transform that into your love and action in the world, to transform that, calling you to be compassionate, to name things that only you can name, to a world that so desperately needs it. And so Andrea's gonna help me with this right now.